It's Red Eye Radio. Gary McNamara and Eric Harley talk about everything from politics to social issues and news of the day. Whether you're up late or you're just starting your day, welcome to the show from the Uniden America Studios. This is Red Eye Radio. All across the USA, we are Red Eye Radio. He is Eric Harley and I'm Gary McNamara. Good morning. Download our Red Eye Radio app today. Listen when and where you want if you can't listen live overnight. You know, whenever we talk about what might happen or read some analysis of what might happen in the presidential election, I guarantee I get response on it. No, this is going to happen. Yeah. Why do you say that's going to We don't say anything's going to happen. We don't make predictions like that. There's too many variables. I enjoy other people and analyzing, you know, what what they say. And uh, the last article that we read that talked about the stupid party versus the evil party, the stupid <laughs> party being the Republican Party and the evil party being the Democratic Party is something that every almost every single Republican is thinking of right now. Yeah, because that's the that's what they're th- now. How's it going to play out? I don't know. But uh, the question is, can Trump win independence? That's the question you need to ask Republicans, not whether you support Trump. Will independents support Trump? And, you know, there is when we brought that up, uh, I brought that up last week. Someone said, well, yeah, uh, Biden is so bad. I go, what What if Biden's gone? Well, that's what changes. What? If if, right. if Biden steps down and all of a sudden it's open and it appears that Newsom is going to be the, the nominee, then that does shift. Uh Everything politically, because the comparison of, you know, the whole Bidenomics and everything else. Do you want four more years of this and all that? It's all gone. Every everything is gone. Yep. The scandals are gone. Yep. The Hunter Biden thing is gone. Everything disappears once he said he's he's there, and Newsom comes in. Pritzker, jeez, when they mentioned Pritzker, but but who whoever would come in. <laughs> You know, whoever would come in at that point, you basically at that point, you know, you just you you uh, and especially if he resigns early, everybody can still jump in and be part of the primary. Mm-hmm. So Harris, it doesn't matter. She's not automatically anointed in. Right. And she may not. Have, and at that particular point, can Trump win? Because the question is, well, Biden will never pull out the article stating you have the stupid party, which that is Republicans, and the evil party that will do anything. We saw what happened in South Carolina last time. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought that it was going to Bernie Sanders. And all of a sudden, yeah. Clyburn says, no. I want my constituents to vote for Biden. He has the win. Boom, Biden's in. Yep. He's the moderate. We need the moderate. Yeah. And he was no moderate. It's like anything to win. And the same thing here, anything to win. And as I've said, I may disagree. I don't, you know, I will tell you this, every single Trump supporter, and I mean the one still wearing shirts, because that's shirts and hats, and those are the people I've last dealt with with asking questions. Every one of them know the risk of Trump. Every single one of them. Right. Initially, it was Trump, 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 Trump. When I started talking to them, and then you dig a little bit deeper, would you think this? Well, no, he probably can't get independents to vote for him. Well, then he can't win the election. No, I've encountered that. In fact, yesterday, uh, talking to a person uh, that he and his wife both were wearing the the hats and the and the shirts and everything else, 
And now they're not on board. And I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? I wouldn't have expected it from them. And again, it can be an anomaly or is it a trend? And the question is, we know where the loyalists stand. We know where the loyal Trump supporter is. Ultimately, it gets down to, it will get down to the performance in the primary and the polls show it's going to be a strong performance. We'll see if that changes. And then if he gets the nomination, how do you win the middle? Because when you lose independence, Biden has lost independence, I think, in a big way. The polls, the current polls show that. And by the way, they have for a couple of years now. But if it's not Biden, would independence go for Gavin Newsom? And you can see everything, everybody they mention is a governor. Because a governor can say, I don't, I don't want to run my state the way the Democrats have run Congress. I don't want to run, uh, I don't want to run, well, I haven't run my state like the Democrats have run Congress. I mean, they may have to lie. Hmm. But if Biden is out, then everything, every issue that he's taken a stand on, a new governor come in and go, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. The Democratic Party was gone. The Democratic Party was gone. Right. And I'm part of the new Democratic Party that believes us. We don't believe in the transgender movement the way that they do. They may, they actually do, but they can come in and they can be the new fresh liar. Yeah. I'm the new yeah. fresh. I'm Gavin Newsom. I'm the new fresh liar. I don't believe in these radical things, even though that's what my state is about mm. and what I've promoted. And everything that everything that has trailed Biden from inflation on disappears. Yep. And that's the problem that the Republicans would face uh, there. And even the economy, looking at the economy, you know, right now, looking at some of the things here, 61 percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Inflation is still squeezing budgets. And now for a segment called Just Something I've Noticed, brought to you by our friends at Motel 6. Just something I've noticed. There's a lot more yawning these days. Have you noticed that? Yeah. And the bad thing about yawning, it's contagious. Now, I'm not a scientist, but I do know that's true. You see somebody else yawn, all of a sudden, you got to yawn. You know what helps to curtail the yawning? How about a great night's rest at Motel 6? Book online at motel6.com. Use the code CPREDEYE to get 15% off your stay at Motel 6 or Studio 6. With almost 1,500 locations across the country, there's almost always a Motel 6 or Studio 6 nearby. And truck parking is available at most locations. Enjoy a clean, comfortable room at a price you will love when you use the code CPREDEYE. That's the letters CPREDEYE, all one word, for 15% off your stay at Motel 6 and help curtail the yawning. That's just something I've noticed. Brought to you by Motel 6. The next time you're on Interstate 80, stop in and see the folks at the Iowa 80 Truck Stop at Exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. They're always open and ready to serve you. Enjoy a sit-down meal at the Iowa 80 Kitchen or grab a bite from one of their nine quick-serve restaurants. You'll love their clean restrooms, huge gift store, beautiful convenience store, and, of course, the Super Truck Showroom stocked with plenty of chrome, lights, and more. While you're there, don't forget to visit the Iowa 80 Trucking Museum next door. It's free. The entire team at the Iowa 80 is very excited to celebrate 60 years with you. They look forward to being your home away from home for another 60 years. 
sending you a giant thank you from Iowa 80, the world's largest truck stop on I-80, exit 284 in Walcott, Iowa. Iowa 80. You know, you had Cornell West out there basically saying Biden isn't responding. You can have a Democrat come out and sit there and say Biden did not respond properly. I will take care of all the poor people. Well, no, which, I mean, which means anybody... you simply you simply become more liberal and say exactly. we, the debt doesn't matter and we can take care of this and we can do it. And they'll go, well, we want this over Trump. Right. There will be enough independence. You can make the case there will be enough independence that would go, well, no, that's the person who will take care of us because is America. We're at that point where the abstract has hit the reality, but will Americans actually respond? Will the response be we need to stop this? Or, well, we'll have to deal with down the road, but I need what I can get from government right now. That's what you're dealing with. And, and you know, that's because the left was, uh, I think it was a, Last week, Cornell West will steal from Biden. You can make that argument. But in the general, when you pair it out, is there taking from both sides? Not not Cornell West, no. Well, here's the thing. If you're if you're promised I I mean, well, I guess independents and Democrats, when I'm I'm thinking both sides. Independents and Democrats. Not Republicans, no. And then you get to the if you're if you're running no label party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're if you're running Joe Biden, I think it all takes from Joe Biden. If you're not running from Joe Biden, I don't know. I don't know who that how the candidate would, would position themselves. But if you take Joe Biden, Cornell West would hurt him. Well, if if Newsom is in, here's what happens. I, I think the far left knows, okay. Here's a guy who can, who knows how to sound oh, yeah. ambiguous, but also is going to do our agenda, uh, agenda. So we're okay with him walking the walk or, or, or talking the walk <laughs> as he's campaigning, but we know he'll get our agenda done. So the far left is on board. And then to get the win, you've got to seal the deal with independence. And they're hoping that he's the guy to get that done. When you, when you walk into this whole thing, we're, we entered this with Democrats, at least half or more of the party, the rank and file, not wanting Joe Biden to run again. We haven't even started to measure the impact on the Hunter thing and then the really horrible horrible months of what the media calls gaffes, but it's a cognitive decline that seems to be rapidly increasing. But if he decides not to run, it all goes away. Yep. Hunter Biden goes away. Impeachment goes away. The age thing uh, goes the, away. The, 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 yeah, the, the age thing goes away. Impeachment goes away. Uh, the, the bribery goes away. It all goes away. Uh, the, the, if, if there's a governor candidate, a governor candidate can, can, yep, I think we need to look at the FBI. We need to ensure that everybody is done, but that goes away because all of the FBI stuff, all of that is related to Biden. Everything that's an advantage for the Republicans 
uh, uh, you know, right now because of Biden goes away or is much less of an emphasis because any Democratic governor, and that's why you pick a governor and not somebody from the Senate, because the governor can say, I don't agree with what the Democrats in the Senate have done there. I don't agree there. They don't care. All they care is getting the win. They don't care. Right. We've seen it before. We've Look, we saw it with Clinton. I remember when Clinton did welfare reform, my, the, I, I remember Jesse Jackson going furious publicly at him at that particular point. And Jesse Jackson was pretty powerful still back then in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter. Everybody knew, no, nah, he's getting this. And and then remember when he was done, I regret everything I did when I was in office. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it was just like, what? It's just like it's a, right. you know, all the major things he did. I regret doing No, they didn't because they kept him in office. It mm-hmm. kept the Democrats in office and they were able to go uh, further. And that's the problem. If Biden goes away, which and you and I talked about it over the last couple of weeks, you're hearing more of the age thing, the age thing, the age thing. Cornell West coming out. There's less defense of Trump. You don't see, uh, you know, for example, Jamie Raskin as much out there or even Goldman out there supporting him so much. There there were either at the point or there will be a point where they say, let's dump him because the Republicans will not dump Trump and we will win if Biden is not the nominee. And Harris, we don't got to worry about it. You set up a legitimate, you set up a uh, a primary and you get a bunch of the governors in there. A governor wins the primary. Harris is out. All of that is gone. We're the new Democratic Party. That's what you say. We're new Democrats. We're the young Democrats. We're not the old Democrats. We're not the crazy Democrats. Oh, who's on the other side? <laughs> Trump. Wow, this is going to be a great debate. What does Trump hit me on? Yeah. I can pound on him that he's still in court right now for all these things at that particular point. And that's why I understand that article that he that uh, Daniel Hunniger wrote. The stupid party versus the evil party, and the evil party will win because they wish to win. It's all they care about is it's, win. It's all about winning. It's all about winning. And then they dominate. Well, I could see Cornell West even if if Newsom, if it's apparent that Newsom is going to be the nominee at any point. I could see a Cornell West. I don't know if he'd drop out completely. But he. I could see him saying, well, Newsom's a lot better than what we have right now. Or Biden. And then the next 10 years. For the most part, everything is controlled by Democrats. Oh, yeah. Judicial appointments, climate change, taxes, everything. And that's why we've said, I don't care which Republican wins. It's not about the person to me, even if that person has been treated a lot of times unfairly. It's what moves the country in the right direction. And, and we'll see well, we'll see where Republicans and, are. And the win has to happen first. Yeah. And I see here, for example, sixty this is the economic stuff. Sixty one percent of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Inflation is still squeezing budgets. You got Cornell West out there saying Biden isn't taking care of them. People are living paycheck to paycheck. We need to do more for them. Boom. Nobody cares about the debt at that point. Nobody cares. Right. This person's gonna help me. They'll provide the cash for me. Trump is chaos on that side. Can't trust the Republicans. We vote Democrat. Yep. That's what you're facing. 
I mean, because there will be huge promises. Oh, yeah. Newsom if, would bring back the whole thing. We're gonna, it's going to be everything. It's like Obama did. People will say, well, listen, this is going to be great. He's going to take care of this and this and this all over again. And you have somebody, the governors will be new and fresh. You don't know who they really are. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Most of them are like, oh, I've seen that person, but I'm not sure. Oh, but they're fresh and they're young. And look at that guy looks like a Pat Riley from the uh, 1980s Lakers. Yeah. Okay, that Newsome guy. I like him. No, I mean, on a national scale, there are a lot of people that are clueless. I remember we always talked about the firefighter that I used to do my hockey skating workout with. Uh-huh. And really conservative guy. And it was September of 2008. And there we are doing the workout. He goes, you know something? I, I've been checking out this Obama guy lately. He's a lot more conservative than I thought. Yeah. What are you talking about? What? I go, when did you start paying attention? He goes, I started you know, doing my research about a week ago. It's like in September. It's like, well, yeah, because now he's flipped. <laughs> right. He's, that That's when Democrats started moving to the middle once they got the nomination. Well, and I was reading some recent comments by Newsom, and they were more ambiguous in nature. And it related yeah. to state stuff. But I thought, I'm sorry, is he practicing going to the middle already? That's exactly what they'll try. That'll be the attempt. Yeah. That'll be the play. 86690 red eye net incomes for farmers this year could fall below last year by quite a lot by well over 20% but we're still looking at a strong farm sector USDA Deputy Chief Economist Cindy Nickerson, she says, first, of course, last year was a huge record-breaking year. It would be hard to top that anyway. But there are other measures of the solvency and health of the farm economy. And, in fact, farm sector solvency is forecast to improve, and that's despite forecast increases in debt. And she says if you look at debt compared to the value of farm assets or to farm equity. Both debt-to-asset and debt-to-equity ratios are continuing to fall, and what that means is they're improving. Asset values are growing faster than debt, and as far as the farm bankruptcy rate, it's projected down. Less than one farm bankruptcy per 10,000 farms. So despite lower overall farm income this year, Cindy Nickerson says... It's not all doom and gloom. Not at all. Gary Crawford reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture. This report is made possible by Cenex Roadmaster XL Premium Diesel and Sitco Lubricants. We'll be right back with more Red Eye Radio with Eric Harley and Gary McNamara. It's Friday Radio. He's Eric Harley, and uh, I'm Gary McNamara. Uh, The Washington Post uh, fact checker, Glenn Kessler, took exception (laughs) to several stories President Biden has repeatedly told about his life to connect with audiences in a piece on Thursday. Kessler went through several recurring uh, anecdotes that uh, that Biden has shared with crowds over the years and detailed how many of them were embellished or just plain not true. (laughs) Lies. Yes. He declared, but uh, throughout his career, Biden's uh, propensity for to exaggerate or embellish tales about his life 
led to doubts about his truthfulness. No blank, Sherlock. (laughs) He analyzed Biden's recent recounting of a past fire at his house, almost destroying his Corvette, about him being arrested for standing up during a civil rights era, and the story about the circumstances that led him to be accepting of same-sex relationships. Kessler stated that each of these folksy stories from Biden are part of his tradition of embellishing his personal tales in ways that cannot be verified or are directly refuted by contemporary accounts. Hmm. And he went through all of them. And did you notice, though, all of a sudden how uh, Biden Biden became interested more now in Hawaii and what's going on after the hurricane hit Florida and then down in Florida and just everything else? All of a sudden he's responding? Right. See, I don't think he, getting back to what we were talking about before, I don't think he wants out. That's why he's. That's why his staff is responding to it. No, I think that's. Yeah, I think he he's going to be defined at every. Yeah, he, every turn. Yeah, yeah, he he wants to run for president oh, again. Yeah. The yeah. thing is whether he can be convinced by Democrats not to run again. Mm. But I think he wants to run. I'm with you on that. Show. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Sarah Carly. I'm Gary McNamara. Okay, we've got uh, some uh, stories here, all not related to the other ones, but uh, still really interesting. Hmm. More than half of homeowners, excuse me, half of more than half of homeowners say they want to move but can't because it's too costly. 51.9% of homeowners in the United States say they wanted to move. Only 14% thought they could do so in their desired time frame, according to the survey. 17% of homeowners said they planned to move because their current home was too expensive or because they wanted to tap their home equity. Mortgage rates have hovered between 6 and 7% since the beginning of the year. Reacting to economic data and the Federal Reserve's interest rate policy, Central Bank has raised rates 11 times since 2022. Home prices, which had been declining at the start of the year due to the lack of appetite because of, affor- of, because of affordability challenges, have reversed course in recent months. Not with me. My, my house has gone down in the last month. Hmm. Yeah. My house went down a lot in the last month in value. I was like, and they're still, there's a subdivision still building right around the corner from me, and they're, the houses are popping up. Yeah. Um, existing and new builds, there's always a difference. Uh, there's certainly a difference in demand. Uh, but right now, overall, it is certainly, if not plateaued right. in our area, I think in, in a lot of areas, the demand has dropped. Uh, here in North Texas. 
combination of limited appetite and supply has pushed uh, prices uh, of the available inventory uh, up. Well, that's not here. Well, I mean, it's probably cost the same with the interest rates, but uh, and again, it's only one month. I've only dropped for one month, but it was, mm-hmm. it was like, whoa. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, you, you it's, reached the threshold, you know, yeah. as interest rates were on the rise. It was like, OK, we can still afford it. And then you look back and you do the comparison uh, to where we were when mortgage rates were at three. Oh, yeah. I mean, and it was just yeah. crazy. And now. I don't know. I don't know what the the game is, because the wait and see approach you might be waiting a long time. I know on Wall Street, the analysts are, well, when is the time for the turnaround to start cutting rates? <laughs> They're not done raising rates. So if you get to a prime rate of, or an average rate of a, on a 30-year to uh, 8%, and and a lot of the analysts believe that that's going to happen. I mean, we're edging closer every week. You're talking about adding hundreds of dollars every month to the cost. Oh, yeah, when you see some. And that's why I think, uh, actually, the, I think housing sales, not that they're that they're dead, but they've just, they've, they've, uh, they've slowed. There's more, in, there's more inventory. Well, People and, are selling. And, and when you put that on the back burner, it, it depends, I guess, in what situation you're in. If you're relocating, then, and you've, and you've got a bunch of cash on hand, you know, even then, you still have, I guess, you still have to reevaluate whether you want to buy right away or not. But but for a lot of people, if you've been saving money and you're renting and then you finally want to jump into home ownership and you're looking at it and you're saying, well, okay, that's still going to have to wait. Yeah, it's a shock. And and yeah. a lot of people are also having to make the decision of the what, uh, where they can afford to rent. Housing costs, shelter costs have skyrocketed. Yeah. And so there has been a move to, you know, for people to consolidate, move in with a relative or move in with a roommate or do these things that help to uh, mitigate. Or if you're young, the, the your, high par- your parents. I mean, that was shocking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you saw Absolutely. how many pe- young people live with their parents. And it's and that is in, that dynamic is increasing greatly. So... You know who who knows where we'll be, and at one what point the the Fed actually starts considering any kind of of cut. But they're not going to cut. You know, if you go a quarter of a point at a time, that's not going to happen. They're not going to cut the interest rates as quickly as they raised the interest rates. And coming out of COVID, it changes. I think it changes a ton of things because. During COVID, it was like, okay, we're all working from home. We're getting government, some government help. We're getting all of this. And then it was the whole quiet quitting thing. And now it's the, I really got to scramble to make ends meet. And when that happens, you know, it's, it, it is the case for a lot of people that homeownership has, is on the back burner and may be on the back burner for a long, long time long, long time. It's about being able to make your bills. It's about being able to make ends meet. Meanwhile, this may be my favorite story. Tesla CEO and owner 
of X, mm. formerly known as Twitter, Elon Musk, says his daughter's so-called progressive Los Angeles school has turned her into a communist who hates her father for being rich. He made the comment in his upcoming biography, well, surprisingly titled, Elon Musk. An uh, excerpt of the biography was published in the Wall Street Journal on uh, Thursday, where he partially blames the Los Angeles private school crossroads for the relationship he has with his child. The biography states that Musk's anti-woke beliefs partially come from the decision of his oldest child, uh, who transitioned from Xavier to Jenna at age 16. Uh, he, uh, it, in, it was said in the book. Hmm. Uh must try to stay positive when he found out, but his child then became a fervent Marxist. Think about this. It, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, she's become a transgender. All right, I'll have to deal with it. Oh, she's a communist. I'm done. <laughs> right. Yeah, we can sit down and have a talk. Oh, she's a communist? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Musk tried. I just love the way they wrote this. Musk tried to stay positive when he found out she was a transgender, but then she became a market Marxist and broke off all relationships or all relations with him. Musk said she went beyond socialism to being a full communist and thinking that anyone who is rich is evil. Well, because I've made many overtures, but she doesn't want to spend any time with me. Wow, that's the opposite of, hey, Dad, I need to move in. <laughs> hey, Dad, I want nothing to do with you. Keep the relationship open a little bit. There's a lot of cash. Wouldn't you? There's yeah, wouldn't you, wouldn't you, wouldn't you want to just the, keep your all uh, of your options open? I want to make it clear. I was reading... Uh, verbatim from the article that was referring to his transgender daughter as a she. Right, right, uh, right, right, right. She is actually a he. Right. So just to clarify that, because mm-hmm. whenever we do that, people say, you guys say the same. No, I was reading it verbatim from the article. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh, and finally, because I thought this was really, really interesting. Could this happen in the United States? They said, here it is, Wall Street Journal the British left's tax progress. Hmm. If you read it with names blacked out, you would think someone else said it. The chief economic spokesperson for the United Kingdom's center-left Labour Party last weekend promised not to impose a wealth tax or to raise taxes on higher earners. Really? and to, from now on, incorporate business input into policymaking. What? Rachel Reeves, the Labor's economic spokesperson, made these promises in an interview last week. Any increase in the top income tax rate of 45% is off the table, she said. Regarding the wealth tax she once supported... Ms. Reeves now says, 
I'm very much in favor of wealth creation. And I want to see more of that in Great Britain. (laughs) They write here, the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal, this is a remarkable political moment. Ms. Reeves' comments used to be the uh, economic mindset within the conservative party that she hopes to oust from power in an election expected next year. Wow. So there you go. It's will it ever change in the United States? Not not under like I said, you might see it if Biden was out. If Biden decided to get out and it's not going to be from Newsom, but another governor, a Democratic governor who might be viewed as more moderate comes in. And and I, I think it would have to be a governor because then you could separate yourself. You have that buffer between the Democratic Congress, which is as radical as you can get. If you're a Democratic senator right, uh, whose name is not Manchin, yeah. you are as radical as any other Democrat out there. But a governor could claim, no, it's a separation. I don't run my state this way. I disagree with it. That's the only way that you would see uh, that happen in the Democratic Party. But the party wouldn't want that. They, no, they, that, they the, would. The entire pendulum right. swing is not going to happen anytime soon here. It makes you wonder, though, you know, in the rest of the world where they've done all the whole, you know, green energy and then all of a sudden they hit the brakes. Oh, we can't afford to do that now. We haven't done any of that yet. No, nope. with the Democrats. Nope, we haven't power, lived through it, it yet. And I don't know where that is. I don't know where that pivot is. It has to happen because you can't sustain. But it hasn't happened yet. But those other nations, well, yeah, maybe we need to not do this. That should be the wake-up call, but, of course, (laughs) logic should be the wake-up call. (laughs) I mean, just... Uh, well, here's, one, one tiny but, ounce of critical thinking. No, you're seeing it happen when the abstract ideas hit reality. We've cha- seen the change in Europe. Now, are they a few years ahead of us? I don't know who in, the de- who in the Democratic Party would lead the charge that you are seeing happening in Europe, Great Britain, and in other places where they realize we can't do this anymore. No, I mean, um, when, when when you still... I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's not... I don't think it's anybody that's alive yet. I think it's going to be generations <laughs> down the road. Okay. That's well, and, and it, it, imagine that uh, Gavin Newsom uh, the fourth, <laughs> generations from now, we've discovered this new energy that we believe is plentiful in the ground. Oil. Oil. And there's also natural gas. In these deposits, we believe there's a lot of it. And they'll promote that as a new technology, yeah. just like they do windmills. Right. Windmills yeah. are a new technology. Well, remember the really? remember the rendering of the, the uh, digital rendering of the wind-powered boat? I, there was one the other day on social media. They were the sailboat. It again. It's like, look at this new technology, a wind-powered boat. It's a sailboat. It's a sailboat. We've done that. We've done that already. Solar powered, <laughs> solar powered tanning beds. I'm telling you, make a billion bucks. It's a lawn chair to critical thinkers, but I can sell it all day long to the left 
for a nice hefty profit for too. The profit margin profit. of a huge. Oh yeah, it's only fifteen hundred bucks. Know? Not not only are you not using power from the grid, right? But you're getting your vitamin D. Exactly. It's healthy, and it's healthy for the planet. Healthy for you and the planet. There we're you just, go. We're just going to ignore skin cancer, right? Yeah. Of okay. Course. Just wanna, okay. Don't stay out too long. <laughs> I can't control how long people stay outside. 866-90-RED-EYE. Coming up, more with Gary McNamara and Eric Harley. It's Red Eye Radio. It's Red Eye Radio. He's Eric Carlin. and I'm Gary McNamara. Wow, this is something we'll talk about, I'm sure, in the future. Those attending outdoor parties or barbecues in New York City this weekend may notice an uninvited guest looming over their festivities, a police surveillance drone. Oh. The New York City Police Department plans to pilot an unmanned or to pilot unmanned aircrafts in response to complaints about large gatherings, including private events, over Labor Day weekend. If a caller states there's a large crowd and a large party in a backyard, we're going to be use, utilizing our assets to go up and check on the party. And you've got already the Civil Liberties Union going, uh-oh, no, 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 no. Mm. You can't do that. Said it's a troubling announcement and flies in the face of the law that was passed in 2020 that requires the NYPD to disclose its surveillance tactics. Deploying drones in this way is a sci-fi-inspired scenario. Oh, they live. Uh, yeah, right. It's right out of They Live. Huh? We're on vacation next week. Dan Mandis is here all week. This is Red Eye Radio on Westwood. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's what women binge with Melissa Joan Hart and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! The Hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The primary question I still get asked was, what, is it real? <laughs> In 2024, to me, is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point. What women binge wherever you listen. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. This is one of the all-time best pieces of advice ever given on the show. Actor Rain Wilson. The number one thing that psychologists point to with young people of why they are struggling so much in this mental health epidemic is they don't have resilience. So how do you build resilience if you don't understand suffering itself? The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. 